Hello, I'm Mark Foley, and this is Desert Island Dish Year Here Special. This is a double special with Year Here fellow Gervais Polden and myself, Mark Foley. We both have been asked to choose five songs, a book and a luxury to take with us on our desert island. Please note that the desert islands are not the same island. For rights reasons, the music is shorter than broadcasted, but there will be a full Spotify playlist to support this recording. My castaway this week is Gervais Polden. Whilst he doesn't exactly sound like a Cockney, Gervais was born in London back in September 1986 and has a long history of the East End flowing through his veins. His maternal grandfather was none other than the notorious East End gangster, Ronnie Cray. And if that family fame wasn't enough, his paternal grandfather is the national treasure, Sir David Attenborough. It is perhaps no surprise then that Gervais developed a keen interest in both zoology and criminology and in fact is one of the pioneers in bringing the two studies together. Nicknamed the Gangster Hamster, Gervais was the first UK citizen to investigate crimes committed solely by the animal kingdom. From the infamous murder by a manatee to the unsolved revenge case of GBH of the Queen Ant. This passion has taken Gervais to some strange places. However, these days his passion has developed and he finds himself as a year here fellow fighting for financial inclusion for vulnerable crocodiles. Gervais Polden, welcome to Desert Island Discs. Thank you. So as we touched on in your intro, uh, you're very much kind of born and raised in London. Um, so where, where exactly did it start? Where did you, where were you born? Where did you grow up? I was born, uh, born in, in West London and grew up for the first five years of my life in, uh, in Fulham. And then when I was five, my parents separated and I think there was a, my mum, cause my mum's American. So there was a, a kind of decision point about whether to go back to America with us. Um, but in the end, she she decided to stay in London uh, in the UK so that we could be close to our father. And she moved to Clapham um, in South London. And that's where basically I spent the rest of my childhood and where my mum still lives in the same house today. Um, so my dad was primarily actually he was he he ended up going to America for a year himself ironically um but then he came back and he was uh, based in in Gloucestershire in the countryside so we would kind of go to see him every other weekend um and then the rest of the time was in London going to going to school in London primary school in London um so yeah it was just kind of the three of us my brother my mom and I so your mum and dad um, split up when you were five. How how do you think this affected you? I was actually it's funny because I was actually speaking to my mum about this the other day about how she how she explained it to us because I I don't really you know I have these kind of flash memories of it but I kind of think they might have been 
invented as you know to, to kind of make sense of it all later but she said later that she just you know was very clear we're still a family but we're just not living together because i think at five it's quite hard to kind of get a conception about what what really is happening you know at the time i don't really think i, I can't it's hard to to really recall like any direct impact but i think you know more broadly in the, in the longer term i definitely think it's it's impacted my views on marriage uh and probably given me a bit of a skepticism about marriage it itself not necessarily you know, not kind of long-term partnerships but but certainly marriage and uh and the kind of institution of, of marriage um yeah okay great and and i guess moving on towards the music and i guess you you've told me that you you grew up with a lot of different types of music in in your household is this right yeah that's right so so um i think yeah but, but big influence of me was probably my dad in terms of my musical taste for yeah a lot of the of, of my childhood so we um i said you know we would go down every other weekend to visit my dad and he would have all of these mixed ta- tapes cassettes um that he would uh that he play in the car journeys down and so those are kind of indelibly printed in my mind and my memory uh and yeah they were they were it was kind of happy happy memories of of taking those car journeys down and then you know he would even he would play a lot of guitar to us as well in the bar so so my first choice is is one of those songs um so he used to play a lot of bob dylan uh he's played a lot of dire straits and simon and garfunkel as well and and paul simon and so this first song is by paul simon and it's uh, you can call me out So that was "You Can Call Me Out" by Paul Simon. So, how have you have you found it choosing your your five discs? Um, I well, I have a kind of confession to make. I actually had I, I kind of went through this exercise uh, a little while back. Not no one no one was planning to record me or anything at that time. It was purely <laughs> my own. Yeah, may, maybe I had dreams, uh, unrealistic aspirations of, of one time uh, appearing on the Real Desert Island list, which I think by the time you're 30, 31, you realise are uh, definitely going out the window. Um, but I think, I yeah, I, I, I started to kind of compile it then. So it was actually just a case of just cutting it cutting it down a bit. Um, and probably one or two I, I switched around a bit. So like this, I think there were a few artists I had to get in and Paul Simon was definitely one of them. I love the album Graceland and there would be many songs I'd pick from it and you know, choosing, getting, refining that down and choosing one from that was quite tough. But I think ultimately that was, you know, that that's the one that just brings back the most fond memories of my, my childhood and, um, and my time with my dad. So 
yeah, just a bit of whittling down in the end is what I had to do. Well, I feel a bit cheated now that I know you've uh, pre-prepared <laughs> some of this. <laughs> Pretty good. But I'm also glad we could give you a platform to uh, to actually perform it. Exactly. Yeah. No, that is kind of dream dream come true. <laughs> so, so you said that your uh, your mum was uh, is American and was born in America. Um, how do you, do you visit a lot? Do you have family over there? Is this a big part of your life? Yeah, I do. actually, it was definitely. Um, so we used to go every every summer. Um, from when my parents divorced, we went to go visit family in America, um, and it was uh, yeah, it was a, it was a really big part of my childhood. So we'd go for maybe two or three weeks in the summer, and and I think it was also probably quite a big part of kind of my identity growing up. I always used to remember when I was whenever I was in America, I would really amp up you know the, the British elements uh, of me, and this is the same for my brother. And then when we were back in the back in the UK, then you'd kind of amp up the American parts. There's always something to kind of make you stand out in some way. Um, but yeah, we we I, I really really loved having um, that side. I think um, I think probably also some elements of American culture and and I don't know American ways of raising us probably came through a lot as well because my mum was a huge influence. So. Yeah, I do feel, uh, I, you know, to this day, still kind of follow everything that happens in America, keep in touch with the American family, even yeah, pay American taxes, vote in American elections. So, so there's definitely a part of me that um, uh, that feels a tiny bit uh, American. And is is standing out and and being different? So being more British in the US and being more american in in the uk do you think that's a wider part of your personality as well oh good uh good question um i think it's i think it i think when maybe it's a feature of being particularly when you're younger and uh you know less kind of comfortable in your own self like these little narratives maybe are things that you try and uh emphasize more um i think i'm i'm probably a naturally an outgoing person although i wasn't at all when i was younger and uh and a kid but um yeah i think maybe maybe the, i i'd hope that there's not such a need to kind of <laughs> amp up different sides of my character maybe i'm a bit more settled in it now hopefully Great. Now let's move on to your next disc. What have you got for me? Uh, okay, so my next uh, disc is New Order Blue Monday '88. So I was into, I was quite into '80s music at school, uh, along with a few of my friends. And yeah, I think this this song basically reminds me a lot of school life, secondary school. So and that meant lots of kind of five-a-side football, playing pro-evolution, lots of bit of gambling here and there, and uh, a general general ineptitude with with women. That's my kind of abiding, uh, my abiding set of memories from that time. So kind of mixture of positive and negative, definitely. But this, yeah, th this, this song brings back kind of generally 
happy memories. That was Blue Monday 88 by New Order. Fantastic. So, how, what, you enjoyed that one, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> so, what was, uh, what was a young Gervais like? What, what were you like at school and, and kind of, particularly when, when you're starting to form your own kind of identity, 16, 17, into 18, and into university? What, if I met you then, what would you be like? Maybe a little, more insecure um maybe not outwardly but definitely uh inwardly at times i think i was a slow starter in some ways in terms of like being confident with the opposite sex and uh i think maybe my, maybe i got kind of filled with some like outdated concepts by my by my mum who's he's quite an old-fashioned person in some ways so uh so that, that's that's definitely part of it i think I, I also, but I did start. I think around that age to start forming passions and interests around environmentalism, um, and then pretty soon on in university around veganism, um, which yeah have have remained core interests and passions of mine. So I think that I guess they they were formed quite early on, but maybe also led to a period of pushing against. Uh, friendship groups that I was in quite a lot um particularly around university because you know those are not they didn't have they weren't things like being vegan that were particularly accepted uh at the time would you believe it obviously now it's it's all the fashion but back in whenever it was 2008 uh it was it was something that everyone just wanted to take the piss out of um so yeah and I think I wasn't wasn't so kind of good at, at dealing with those kind of things at the time um but i think otherwise a lot of i guess i'm saying a lot of the things that you'd see in me now um were were the same but probably a fair few things were, were different as well great so let's move on to the uh the next song that you have for us we're on to song three talk me talk me through this okay um so my next song is called two by arcade fire so i think uh arcade fire probably my my favorite band um and i listened to them a lot throughout university um and i got to see them live at glastonbury back in 2014 yeah i've been to been to glastonbury a few times that was probably the best time i went with my brother who was really close to and i remember yeah when they came out and performed this it was just absolutely stunning performance i'm still huge fan of arcade fire and seen them a couple of times since as well so uh, so it, again this is very hard to choose an arcade fire so i could have chosen any one of eight but uh, i think i went for school too in the end just because of the vocals the harmonies and everything are so excellent and just the whole effect of everything together um all the instruments and voice together is, is just really uh, amazing mm-hmm. 
That was Sprawl 2 by Arcade Fire. So you mentioned you were close with your brother and you have these very nice memories of Glastonbury and spending time with him. Are you, are you still close with your brother? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, we've taken very, we've taken, well, we've taken quite different paths, but maybe they're starting to converge somewhat. So he, he went into kind of banking and finance uh, and and had extremely busy, demanding life and, and still and job and, and kind of still does to some extent, but he is now actually working in uh, environmental um, investment now. So, so we're actually, yeah, we come back around to like not too dissimilar fields um, and he's got a, a lovely wife and a couple of kids, uh, which I don't <laughs> feel at that stage at all. Um, so maybe he's kind of on the on the fast track of life uh, in comparison to me, but yeah, we're still really close. So, so if he's on the fast track, does that make you on the the slow track? Slow <laughs> track. You know what? I think it's it's a good point. I think in some ways, uh, yes. I've always think that um, I think I have a playful side and maybe a desire not to really grow up ever fully um and i i think people always have always said oh well there's kind of you know that will change and things but i think it's something that i'm keen to hold on to and i don't i don't kind of see myself 2.2 kids shut off from the world in in a in a house and you know not not that there's anything wrong with that that's whatever that that's the path that some people want to take but i think that's that's not where i see myself going uh, and do you see this kind of reflected in your your 20s and up until kind of of now in your life your kind of i guess your young adult life so far i think so yeah i think yeah i i have had a, a few different shiftings around taken um gone to work abroad for a bit and uh and had obviously some kind of sh career shifts like the one that that's brought me here and i think i think in general probably i think like, i i probably spent my late 20s maybe playing a bit of catch up um because i went abroad a bit for for a couple of years and kind of came back and everyone had been having a lots of fun and i'd had lots of fun as well but i also felt like i missed out and maybe i relived what other people had done in their early 20s in in my late 20s to some extent so with that in mind let's hear your fourth disc okay so my, yeah this <laughs> is well time so my fourth this is um closing shot by lindstrom so yeah this is i think i've basically probably listened to lots of lots of house music over the past few years i'm no i'm no expert and um shit on knowing you know who different djs are and anything like that so i leave that up to my kind of more knowledgeable um knowledgeable friends but i 
love going out and 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 listening to house music and um and have yeah enjoyed that a lot over the past few years this is one of many songs i could have chosen um but i think also i i chose this basically because um my girlfriend polly does an excellent dance routine to this with uh with another housemate of mine so i think uh, if i had this on the desert island it would it would remind me of this excellent dance routine by her and also some fun nights out so yeah closing shot by lindstrom That was Closing Shop by Lindstrom. And luckily we didn't have to play the whole thing because I think it's almost 10 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) So we're coming towards uh, the end of your disc and I think it wouldn't be right not to uh, talk a little bit about your girlfriend, Polly. I I assure you, I assure you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I believe you, I believe you. Um, let's, uh, Let's start with how did you guys meet? uh so we were uh we're in a dwindling ever dwindling group of people who were actually introduced by friends um so didn't didn't meet online um so uh, basically i held a surprise party for my housemate um and invited all of his friends many of whom i never met and someone came along that night who who i talked to and then they subsequently went home a friend called Max uh, subsequently went home uh, and their housemate, Polly, was complaining uh, about all the rubbish people that she was meeting online on online dating and asked if anyone else, anyone in the house knew someone. Um, and she said, oh, I just actually met someone that might be good for you uh, this evening. Um, and so, yeah, he basically put us in contact. And I think at the time I was... Yeah, I think, well, both of us, I think we're really enjoying single life and not necessarily you know, looking for something really serious. But uh, we went on a first date and and just laughed the whole meal and had really interesting, uh, amazing, fun time. And I think I think pretty, pretty early on after a few dates, I thought, wow, this is I've never met anyone like this that I have just so much fun with and yet and also has such like it's so loving basically as well so uh, what are what are you two year two years three years in uh we just had our three year bonk first three yeah so it's been it's been it's been three years yeah congratulations thank you and um so you live together but not just you two is that right uh yeah that's right so we live uh us two and six other friends so polly actually at the time when we met was living in a similar house a kind of shared house of eight people and wow. um yeah i think we we both were of the view that it you know we we wanted to be in the shared environment a strong sense of community like with other with other friends close around us um and it's been really fantastic, particularly over the last month or so when we've all been 
trapped inside it's good to have yeah it's good to have kind of friends around you i think you know there are definitely there's definitely the odd challenge around it but i think yeah for me that having having a really strong sense of community um and people that are close to you and, and not just not making your world just the two of you uh, i think is really important to, to to both of us and that brings us nicely on to your final disc what have we gone for okay so my final uh final disc is again this is this is a tough choice about which of which of the, the songs by future islands to to choose so they've probably been the band i've listened to most over the last couple of years and and, and both polly and i are big fans and uh, and i've seen them seen them live i think four times actually i've seen all of the all of the bands i've chosen apart from lindstrom live so uh yeah i think the the, the reason i chose this particular one is it uh whenever it comes on polly and i have a really great time just dancing around the sitting room like like idiots so this would always remind me of that and um and i think also remind me of my happy times living in this house mystery house with with lovely friends this is back in the tall grass by future islands That was Back in the Tall Grass by Future Islands. So we've come to the end and you picked your your five discs that you want to take to it. Um, so we're going to ship you off, Gervais, to the uh, to the desert islands. What yeah. what would you say your survival skills are like? How, what are your chances out there? Um, hmm, I think they're probably, uh, I think they're, they're okay. I tend to not. Um, I tend to not get too sick and I can cope with uh, pretty kind of low amounts of sleep. I, I don't know how, I, I don't know how good I'd be at kind of building the building a shelter and everything, all those types of things. I'm a bit kind of clumsy, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure how, how, how I'd cope with all of that. So yeah, survival skills, be hardy but i'm not sure how kind of resourceful necessarily well at least you'll have a few books to keep you company we're going to send you away with uh, the bible and a full copy of uh, the whole works of old bill shakespeare <laughs> um you also get one more book to take with you what's it going to be uh okay so i'm going to choose the power of now by eckhart Tolle. so it's it's kind of a book about well, basically trying to live in the present moment and, and meditation and mindfulness. And I read it back when I was uh, 19 and it had a really powerful impact on me. I think going back to it, some of it's a bit bit like cheesy, but but I think if I, if I was going to be stuck on the island, I'd be going kind of mad. I think this would be the perfect book to try and just keep me grounded in the present moment and try and overcome the very 
deep mental challenges that I would be undergoing by being isolated. So a practical good book for dealing with the challenging circumstances. And I'm also going to let you have one luxury item. What would that be? Mm, so this is this is tough. Um, I did think about things. Maybe this goes with what I said before. I thought about things that would be quite practical, but I thought, well, hopefully I'll just be able to wing it and, and fashion those when I'm there. So I, I think I'll go for a real proper luxury. Uh, everyone in the house would know I'm a big fan of vegan mayo. So I think there'd be a lot of different, hopefully I'm hoping <laughs> that there's going to be lots of kind of different um different plants and fruits and things on the island but there'd be nothing to dunk them in so i figure if i had a good supply of vegan mayo then then that would be my kind of luxury and i i should just dunk away and never get never get bored from a food perspective well that's got to be a first i think for luxury <laughs> items on the show <laughs> um and finally and finally there's waves coming in and you only have time to save one of your discs what's it going to be I think probably I'd actually I'd go for Blue Monday '88 just because I think I think it's just the the all time greatest and most fun dance track, and it would both remind me of kind of wonderful fun dance with Polly, um, and also kind of happy happy memories from my childhood. Gervais Polden, thank you for sharing your Desert Island discs. Thank you very much.